the absolute dream would be to work with the Ministry of Education to like implement public speaking within a school curriculum. You heard it here first. I yeah. feel like it's going to happen. There you go. I hope so. I really hope so. Welcome to the People of Dubai podcast with myself, Annie, and my lovely host, Holly. Hello. <laughs> this week, I'm really nervous because we're interviewing, like, <laughs> the best interviewer in Dubai. A presenter. <laughs> Welcome. Thank, with you. Thank you guys so much. And I love that you say the best interviewer in Dubai. I'm so here <laughs> yeah. for it. Only my mum calls me that, so oh, it's an it, honour. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, girls, thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome. Yeah. It's nice to uh, thank you finally get on. you on the podcast. Yeah, I know, yeah. finally. Um, so, Nimi, you are a TV, well, you're a TV presenter, mm-hmm. used to be on the radio. Yeah. You obviously interview and, were you journalists before? Did yeah, I have a journalism degree. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to also dive into the amount of people that you've interviewed and all the cool stories there. Yeah. Um, Some big names. And mm. you have your own business speaker yes. is that the company name yeah it is I, I'm so excited for that as well which I'm sure we'll dive into absolutely yeah but can we just talk about what you did this morning <laughs> I know girls you have caught me in possibly the <laughs> best few hours of my life so far oh, because it. this morning I got to interview Miss Jada Pinkett Smith that's a big, big moment. I know. I can feel the endorphins. I know. <laughs> Your energy's off the charts right uh, now. It's just, it was amazing. You know, you get that call. Like, I got the call like two weeks ago. To, Do you want to interview Jada? And I was like, absolutely. But unfortunately, she wasn't doing like in live uh, interviews because she's based in LA right now. So they said it's going to be Zoom, which is more like nerve wracking. Yeah, because you can't read you. someone no. as well, can you? Exactly. Like imagine us even doing this, it would feel like quite disconnected. Mm. So you have to work like extra hard to make sure you make that connection with someone via Zoom. But you could still yeah. wear your pajamas. Like, exactly. <laughs> Bottom half was just fake white background. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it was amazing. It was just, you know, she's such a strong woman and she's such an advocate for so many things and she's had a lot of controversy around her. Can you give us a little bit of a teaser of yeah. what you spoke about in this interview? Yeah, absolutely. She's a hot topic. She re- I mean, she's everywhere right now. Yeah. You know, turn on Instagram, you'll just see stuff about her all the time. Um, so are you, Nimi. You're everywhere right now as well. <laughs> hey, I'll Duo take that. Powerhouse. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Me and Jada, I'll take that. Um, what do we talk about? So we spoke about the Oscar incidents with her hus- ex-husband or they're separated now um, with Will Smith and you know she was so open about it and she was so honest and you know she she spoke about how she was healing from that moment and then she spoke about her recent news about them actually separating in the first place which no one I knew I was shocked right? when you said that yeah and um, no one knew about it and you know people were giving her so much rubbish the last few years about oh she's this she's that kind of wife and she's just like taken over her narrative now and she's leading the conversation on herself and I respect that so much just like we're regular Joes and people talk about us you know in our communities or amongst yeah. friends or whatever it is she's dealing with it, well, with it on like a huge scale because yeah. um, that instant for our listeners who don't know it was mm. when at the Oscars Will Smith yeah 
slapped Chris Rock Chris Rock mm-hmm. and it wasn't staged it was not staged mm-hmm. which everyone thought it was staged yeah but he said a joke about Jade yeah and he said keep your yeah keep my wife's name out, out of your, your mouth. mouth yeah and it just was global it even was like on the British news newspapers yeah. it was everywhere I mean people are yeah. still talking about it now we're talking, we're talking about, about it now. exactly <laughs> yeah. it was such a moment wasn't it yeah, yeah. and um, yeah she just opened up about the healing process after that for their family and for Will for her so it was just amazing I got so 10 good. minutes with her but it was just the best 10 minutes ever amazing oh my yeah. smashed it girl thanks, thanks. well and you done. also uh, Tyra Banks yes you've interviewed her yeah. and Jay what, Shetty what's she like like I, I love her yeah Tyra I'm a huge fan really are you okay that's really good to know because I grew up just like idolising her me too right and and watching she's a huge her show name. she's a huge name she was supermodel turned TV host she had the Tyra Banks show where yeah. she was interviewing the big biggest stars in the world she really embodied confidence for me same thing yeah. Do you know when she again you just knew who she was she was yeah. absolutely stunning supermodel mm. name but she just went against the grain about mm. really press and body weight and yeah. how you should look absolutely. and it's incredible what yeah. she's done and like how open she was about it totally on her own show she's unapologetically herself and I think Beautiful that us as, yeah and I think us as women we need people like that yeah. to to look up to. Absolutely. And I think then, she was one of the first. Yeah, she was. Really, I think she to, was to to be like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to edit or Photoshop my photos yeah. and things like that. And then I noticed a lot of other celebrities doing it. Mm, so she yeah. kind of really started that. She's a trailblazer, yeah. I think. And you know, they say like, don't meet your idols because you just don't know what you're going to get. Yes. So I was really nervous because I was like, oh. Please don't ruin this. Yeah, please. I have this Did like you meet amazing. Her in like, yeah, okay. we were sat in Dubai and we had the conversation. And before the interview had even started, she was just like, oh, "I love your outfit," and she was just like hyping me up like anything. So imagine like Tyra Banks is like complimenting you, and I was yeah. like, felt like I was on top of the world. That's amazing. I was like, she's just so nice. Like she didn't yeah. need to say that. Yeah. So luckily, every experience I've had with a celebrity has been really, really positive. And Do you Jay go Shetty, in with her? I want to talk about oh, Jay yeah, Shetty. Sorry, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> You interviewed it was his world tour, wasn't yes, it? And you interviewed yeah. Jay Shetty. Yeah, I hosted the stage for his world tour. Incredible. I know, I know. He is phenomenal. He is probably one of the best human beings I've ever met in my life. Do you not feel really calm around him? Like <laughs> yeah. just every time we listen to his voice, you just think, wow, yeah. amazing. You know those people that just have like exude that energy of like purity. They inspire you. He's such a close friend of mine as well. I was just in LA staying at his house for two weeks. And he's just, he deserves everything he has. And just being around him, I'm so lucky I get to call him and be like, okay, I need advice. (laughs) Give me one, two, three. I mean, the world gets it through his podcast, but he's just, it's just great to be around people like that. Well done, girl. Thank you. You've got some amazing names on. And I'm sure so many more to come as well. I hope so. I really do. I really do hope so. How do you go in like, with interviewing such big names, do you have like a list of questions? Because you are a leader, like kind of interviewing someone is an mm. art. Yeah, it is. It really is to kind of make sure you get that information out of them. But mm. also before we were recording is you you were very high on like your integrity of like being a journalist and interview. Yeah. But how do you go about that? Yeah, I don't really like to approach interviews with trying to get something juicy out of people because... 
I don't think that that's what they would want to do either. You know, I'm not looking for clickbait headlines or like, I want people to watch my interview, so I'm going to say something quite scandalous. Mm. So I always try to find the human in every single person I interview. And before actually we even start recording, what I like to do is really make them feel comfortable. If so, if that's in person, that is telling them a personal story about myself or telling them when I first heard about them or encountered them. And what that does is that kind of eases us in before the interviews even started. With Gary V, I spoke to him about, you know, oh, by the way, my dad saw one of your videos and X, Y, Z. And that was before the interview. And instantly he felt a connection with yeah. me, right? It's about that personability it's about creating that one-to-one connection and that I feel like really sets the tone for the whole interview like even like me coming into this studio with you guys today the big hugs that I got from you girls (laughs) yeah and like chatting instantly what that's done is like instantly put us into like a great tone feel like we know each other yeah exactly besties by the end of this (laughs) we we, we already are we're gonna come come to LA with you (laughs) yeah but but the interview process is tough I always have my questions that I definitely know that I want to get away but it's always done in a way and put in a way where I'm trying to get the best human out of them essentially yeah so going back to Nimi when you moved to Dubai how long have you been here I've been here for seven years now yeah incredible Yeah. And I always knew you originally from being a Channel 4 breakfast presenter yeah. on the radio. Yeah. Miss your voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So tell us about that. How did that begin? Yeah, that was interesting. I was unemployed in London. I had just got out of a contract with MTV and I was hosting for MTV UK for one year. And imagine I was like 23 and I thought I'd made it. And I thought yeah. like, this is it. I'm an MTV presenter Living now. best life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I literally thought, no one can touch me. Mum, delete my number. I'm famous now. Like, don't even look at me. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And then everything went away. Like, I was unemployed. I didn't have any opportunities out there. And then I decided to go into radio and started, like, dabbling a bit in it locally. And then I put a demo ahead to Radio 1 in Abu Dhabi. And they seemed to love it. And they were just like, will you host our breakfast show? And we're talking. The breakfast show is the big one. The big one. That's the one everyone wants, right? The big one. And I would love to say that I have been in radio for years and I put in the work and I put in the graph because I know so many of my peers have. I think I was just an anomaly and an exception where I just went from literally nothing to hosting a national breakfast show. So I think you have the energy, though. Mm. Like you have the energy and the drive. Yeah. Like I can just read that from you already. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, the bubbly voice, like you need that in the morning. Oh, gosh. (laughs) You know, it was tough, though. I'll tell you that, girls. Waking up every morning at 4 a.m. It's a lifestyle choice. It is. is. And you went from... So Radio 1, mm-hmm. and then you moved to Channel, Channel 4. 4. Yeah. And then how long were you there for? I was there for five years. Okay. And um, it was the best five years of my life. I, you know, it's so much fun just being in a... I mean, you girls know, being with one of your best friends and just chatting to your best friend and yeah. working with your best friend. It's yeah. just... I got to do that with JJ every morning. We chat so much rubbish yeah. every morning. Tell us the secret about JJ. Yeah. Spill the tea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. He, like, is the most clammiest, sweatiest person <laughs> ever. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, JJ. Yeah. He's I've just gross. I've been in the Channel 4 radio yeah. studio and it is it is hot. It is, yeah. It is like, it's like a little, like... It's, it's a little sauna box. Yeah. yeah. It was literally But sauna. I didn't know if it was my nerves because it was like the first time I've been on like 
yeah. in the studio and on radio. Yeah. So hats off to you. Thank you. It's yeah. a lot. You've got to think. You've got to be like on the ball. All the time. All the time. The way I kind of describe it is like, you know, our nine to five jobs, right? And we exude that energy from nine to five. But on radio, when you've got a show that's literally like three, four hours, I feel like that energy is compressed into those hours. So after the shows, we're exhausted. You know, you have to be on no matter how you're feeling. If you're on your period, if you're feeling rubbish, if you just had a fight with someone, doesn't matter. The second that microphone goes up, you are the happiest person because your voice and your energy affects the country's energy, essentially. How do you know what to talk about? Do you plan that? Well, no, we never... We were told we're supposed to, but (laughs) me and JJ kind of found our own funk. Like, it's the energy and the chemistry we had between us where we were just so lucky. And luckily, we created a community of, like, regular people. We never wanted to be a show that was all about celebrities and being all flashy and stuff. Good morning. What did you have for dinner last night? Yeah, (laughs) literally. Or we'd go on the show and, like, talk about, like, a fight that I had with my partner the night before. And then... Yes. We'll put it out to the audience, you know, like... like who won? Who, yeah. who was meant to be the person? Exactly. And my husband's a dentist, and so his patients would be in his chair and they'd look at him and be like, so, did you apologise? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, what did you say on the radio this morning? <laughs> yeah. Well, I asked my partner, because yeah. I own a bridal boutique, mm-hmm. and the radio presenter said, you know, are you married? And I was like, no. And I was like, but he needs to get the hint. <laughs> and I, I literally was listening. Might as well have put that on the Burj Khalifa. Yeah, <laughs> literally, <Yeah>. literally. <laughs> well, as long as he got the message. Thought. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, did. I also WhatsApped him to remind him of what she did said you? on the radio. <laughs> Good. <laughs> What's your funniest story of mm-hmm. like what happened on the radio? Oh, my God. In your radio career. I suppose you have, must have so many. We've had so many. Like, well, we've messed up a lot of times. <laughs> Obviously... We're very careful. We have to be very careful with the words and stuff we say. And of course, in the context in which we say it, because we're we're representing. And actually, it wasn't me that slipped up. As you can imagine, it was JJ. It's probably his story to tell, but I was there, so I'll tell you anyway. We did this challenge of like trying to break world records on the radio. (laughs) And so we had that bread and we were trying to butter bread as many as many slices as we could in 30 seconds. It was so messy. This was in a radio studio. And JJ decided, well, he didn't decide, but it just slipped out and he swore. And he said the F word live across the country. (gasps) No. The fear. We all just like looked at each other and I tried to like cover it up and whatever. And that was it. We were like, he's out. He's deported. He's done. Like, show is <gasps> over. Yeah. And luckily, no one heard it. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, no. by the way, now let's just dog it. Yeah. Now we can talk about it. But no one heard it. And we were wow. like, well, that just means no one's listening to our show, which probably isn't a good thing. But Maybe we didn't get caught. You probably lost them at buttering bread. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Or they love you too much. They're like, we're not, we're not going to dob them in. Yeah. Exactly. We're not going to be. You gonna... could tell we were struggling for content. Okay. Let's butter some bread. Yeah, exactly. But that was probably like the most memorable, I reckon. So had you always wanted to be like a, I don't know, I suppose a media personality if you you were in MTV Young? Yeah. You know, so I was a semi-professional tennis player growing up. Wow, I never knew that. Yeah, from the age of like 13 through to 18. So I was traveling the world, playing tennis, representing Great Britain. That's incredible. Yeah, I didn't really have like, I don't feel like I had a normal childhood like socially you know yeah because whilst my friends were going out to the clubs till whatever o'clock I was waking up at 4am to train and you were in Wimbledon uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was definitely spectating I wish I was on those courts um and so discipline was always something that I was instilled in me Mm. from a super super young age 
And then I kind of fell out of love with tennis. You know, it's kind of like burnout when you've been playing it for so many years. You kind of just, you decide, don't want to do it anymore. And I hit 18. That's when everyone was going to university. And I was like, I just want to be normal. I just want to be a normal girl. Oh, so let's girl. go on TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to go to MTV. Uh, so I did journalism. And I actually wanted to go into like... Uh, what's it called in magazines and stuff like I wanted to create my own magazine and editorial then the digital boom kind of happened and so then I went more towards broadcasting and and the digital side of things and I've kind of like just realized that oh my gosh I can speak and I have this confidence too but it was all in the comfort of like my own room Mm. you know I was doing YouTube videos from my room and I realized that person in front of the camera is not the person that you meet day to day like socially I was still so awkward it's really funny you say that I feel like that yeah when I'm in the studio and I meet new people and I could talk to people put me in a room full of people I don't know and I will just stand there by myself I can't absolutely I can't network like that it's funny that you say that it's weird isn't it because mm. say for example if if I was to meet you or I was to watch this podcast and listen to your podcast I would think wow she's so confident she's amazing and so if I was to see you out in a room I'd come up to you and hug you just because I feel like I know you yeah. but then it's like a part of you it's weird that's so it's funny. such a I feel yeah. like we all hold such different faces and it doesn't necessarily invalidate some of the faces like I don't want to say I'm faking it when I'm in front of the camera because that is truly me it's just a different version of me that yeah. I'm getting more comfortable with so then you went from radio mm-hmm. and now you're on tv yeah now How's i'm on tv oh yeah. guys well tv was always the dream right and radio was kind of like a stepping stone towards it and um it's been amazing i mean i've been doing it since january so it's been like 10 almost a year now and tv's just another world i love the adrenaline of like we're going live in five four three two one i love like you know, someone in my ear all the time. It's just that pressure. Oh God, that would drive me mad. I'll have to like pull it out, but like, stop talking to me. I know, I know. It is difficult. It's like keeping your face. It is difficult, yeah. but I just, I love it. And you I love... Look. You've got to look. You know, when you're on the radio, at least you don't yeah. have to dress yeah, was, up really. Oh my God, that's what I struggle with. I'll be honest. And it sounds like such first world problems. <laughs> but the radio, I used to literally rock up with no makeup on and look hideous. But TV obviously can't do that. It's like full on glam, full on makeup. And it's not normal makeup, right? It's, it's TV makeup. cakey makeup, mm. like TV makeup. Yeah. Getting your hair done. And that's honestly probably my least enjoyable. Do you feel like I, a Kardashian getting yeah. your glam done? <laughs> I don't enjoy it, girls. I just don't. Like, as soon as I get home, I just want to like take all the makeup off. And yeah. But um, it's part of it's part of it all part of the process but yeah tv has just been amazing and i'm just i just want to explore it more and and see where it goes yeah i mean it's endless as well tv's always going to be tv yeah yeah with media we've gone through like the social media element haven't we like the digital boom but tv will always be there and i always think like advertisement through tv will it just be a thing yeah yeah and you know i i think that it's so important to like explore different versions of you because i think like me on the radio was so different to me on the tv and it's just been a childhood dream and the fact that i'm living it and it's like my actual life. And you're on billboards. I know. You're on billboards. <gasps> I saw that. I was JBR. Like, go, yeah. girl. I know. That's wild, isn't it? It's amazing. Oh, you I have stunning. Pinch, Thank do, you. Do you have pinch me moments all the time? Ah, oh, all the time. And I always remind myself that, and this is one of my favorite quotes of all time, is that I used to pray for what I have now. And I remember those days I was unemployed where I was like literally crying in bed. I believe in myself so much. I just need other people to believe in me. 
And now I'm literally living my dream of interviewing some amazing people. And you're now being interviewed. And now (laughs) I'm being interviewed, which is even weirder, which I love, by the way. But I do have these moments like Jada this morning was a major pinch me moment because I think that what we all need to do, no matter what we do in our lives, is kind of like celebrate all of our wins from like small to big because we are so much further than we ever thought we would be. But I think we all get wrapped up in like the next goal. We were talking about this yesterday with the guests we had yeah. on the podcast and you and being entrepreneurs and being, I suppose it's kind of passionate about thriving. Mm. You always think about the next goal or the next achievement rather than being like, I've achieved that one. Let's take a minute and just yeah. be like, I've achieved it. I've yeah. Done it. And, and we and, and we don't. Back. We kind of like rush through it. Yeah. Um, so I've been really conscious of like slowing down and appreciating the moment and I'm trying my best. So good for you. Yeah. And on the side of, because you wear many hats. Yes. You really do. Yeah. And you're obviously incredible at public speaking and you have your own business. Yeah. Speaker. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that. Oh, um, I'm so passionate about it. So you're going to have to stop me talking at some point. But, um, (laughs) you know, growing up, I was such an introvert and I was so shy and, you know, I'd always be in the corner of the room, didn't want to be spoken to. And... I really came out of my shell, like I said earlier, being in front of the camera, being behind the microphone. And I realized that confidence is a skill. We treat it like it's a personality or characteristic trait, but it's not. Confidence is a skill that you need to work to every single day to get confident. And then furthermore, on top of that, confidence isn't something that stays with you. You need to maintain it. So you need to keep doing things every single day to be confident in yourself. So I realized that, hang on, I did that. This is something that other people can also do. And so I work with kids a lot when I was on the radio and we did like school tours and stuff. And the kids' number one question to me was, how are you so confident? I want to talk like you. I want to be like you. And I thought, wow, I wish I had someone like me going round to my school when I was little and and talking to me about this. Because it's such a human skill that none of us are taught in school. Absolutely How to communicate with people. And how to talk to people. it can be so easily taken away from you. Totally. I've known many women and men who have been so confident and yep. then like now they're just they've been knocked by so many things so many things and it's daunting isn't it, it it's is. so daunting yeah. standing up speaking to people meeting new people yeah and it's amazing how you've got to learn those interpersonal skills mm. yeah. and adapt around people that you've not met before and totally. tailor yourself to different people totally and I just wish it was like in the curriculum yeah. <laughs> you know to be taught to us as kids from a young age because like the statistics behind having strong communication skills from a very very young age and the effect it has on mental health like on a scale of wellness and like being able to express yourself like imagine a kid being able to go home and have the tools and the words to express to their parents I feel xyz it could potentially like save lives you know it's on that kind of scale so I'm so passionate about speaker and you know getting it out to the world and you know it's really just to instill character and confidence within people of all ages and you cover things like public speaking as well don't you? yeah yeah because it's really daunting to get up on a stage or even on a zoom call to a meeting of like five people I understand that it's so not natural for some people you know it's 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 horrible like yeah I can talk for Britain honestly I cannot stop talking sometimes I yeah. talk in my sleep I talk, I talk. <laughs> but it was about two months ago we were at an event and we had to get up on stage 
And I remember it was like they asked other entrepreneurs to go on stage and talk about their business. Mm. I know my business. I started my business. Yeah. I know it inside out. Mm-hmm. But I got on there. Mine went blank. I was yeah. talking and I started off well. And like looking back at it, like I could feel my throat like mm-hmm. literally like close up. And I was like, this is not me. Yeah. This is not me. But it's because it's such a foreign turf. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. Mm. And I was like, do you know what? I really need to invest in that and improve on it. Mm. So I need your help. What advice would you give me? You know, there's so many elements. So like, let's speak about that particular instance, right? Getting up on stage and talking to a group of people. People think it's just that moment of getting up onto the stage. There is so much before that, right? That needs to be thought about. So diet, for example, what you're eating and drinking before you go up on stage is so important. Foods to avoid, for example, dairy, okay? Dairy, like uh, coffee, caffeine is really, really bad for you. Yes, The reason dairy is because it literally creates a thick line of mucus in your mouth. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, so whenever you speak after that, your mouth is going to move slower and catch (gasps) slower. So you're more likely to kind of like stumble and not be as smooth in your speaking. Soft drinks, avoid that. Avoid the fizz because it will make you super gassy and stuff inside. I was drinking Prosecco. Yeah, that'll do yeah, it, girl. I had about eight glasses yeah. of Prosecco. And, and I, think, I think I actually had a cheesy starter, so I was set, I was set up for, for failure. Yeah. Everything not to do, she did it. Yeah. But so, yeah, diet. Um, there's, like, breathing techniques that can be used before you get up on stage. I think that was my thing. I was mm. talking, and I know that sounds You weren't breathing. But I weren't breathing. Yeah. I literally was like, going I didn't stop. <laughs> and sometimes you talk really, really, like I talk sometimes so fast just yeah. to get it out. Mm. And my partner always says, just take a beat. Yeah. Just take a beat. Yeah. Just breathe and it'll come out better. But. And I, I'm still guilty of that, by the way. I'm still guilty of rushing yeah. on the stage and then like not have done my technique. And there's so many different like varieties that work for people. But I just do the two, one, two, which is like a quick two breaths in. And then one long one and then a quick two. And that just resets my body. It Ah. resets your nervous system. And you might need to do it five times. Like you might need to do two, one, two, five times. Or you might need to do one, one, two. You know, whichever works for you. But that just like really sets the tone for you. And then you go on and it changes the game. Try that next time. Amazing. You know what I always think? Mm. This is something that I've I've taught myself and I don't know why. Mm. Is when you watch someone nervous on stage... You don't listen to what they say. You're thinking, you're feeling for them. Like, I hope yeah. this goes quickly for them because they're, so true. they're not enjoying it. Yeah. Mm. So I think when you go on there and you're being confident and you talk loudly, slowly and kind of like own the room, mm. people listen to you. Yeah. Whereas if you go on really like cowardly and t- no one's actually listening, you're all thinking, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You're kind of like sympathizing with the person yeah. rather than listening to what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I've always had that in my mind because I, I hate public speaking. Mm. And again, we were at the same event. I probably downed about five seconds before, before I got on that stage yeah. just to kind of get that stage fright. And I just you done thought, so well. You but really I couldn't did. see anyone. You know, like you black oh, everything out yeah. and I couldn't see and I felt like I wasn't breathing either. Yeah. Talking really quickly. Mm. But I just thought if I talk loud and I act confident, people will listen. You're like T- tricking people. Totally. It sense? is a form of acting, by yeah. the way. It is a form of it. And this is this is where like an alter ego comes into play. Because, you know, Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. Yes. Yeah, where she says is that Sasha Fierce on stage. Eminem has Slim Shady, you know. Yeah. Every- What's new moves? Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 
not think about I, I know we really need to I, I can't think of one right now it's just like m- well my mum calls me the Nimi Meta as my Instagram name she's like oh yeah Love the Nimi Meta <laughs> but then we're at home she calls me Nimo so like that's kind of like my Aww. that's when I'm normal but um alter egos like really come into play here and I feel like we all need to find ours because you being on stage is still you but it's like this like fiercer version of you and you kind of just rely and trust that that version of you to to deliver and that's probably the alter ego when we were saying about being in front of the camera but being in a room and you not knowing what to do and talk totally to and if i was to come to you for, for speaker for your yeah. like company is it one-on-one with you mm-hmm. and then do you go through all these techniques yeah do you go through and like everything from start to finish to improve their like public speaking confidence everything yeah so it's a it's like an online course basically and it's fully me on video giving a full-on rundown of public speaking 101 and I'm giving tips I'm giving techniques Uh, we work on exercises at the end of each module where you know I'm, I'm give practical homework for you all to do to do in the comfort of your own home one thing that people hate doing is like recording themselves or hearing their own voice or watching themselves yes i'm so guilty of that it's awful but but you need to look at it like subjectively really because what you're looking to do is improve your skill right so don't like cringe at it yeah when i listen back to episodes to check they're okay i'm like quick fast forward yeah and we're so self-critical yeah. And uh, it, it just it just in, in that in that space, like I think it's really important to like help people break it down like that and, and watching yourself over and over. So what I do with speaker is that online course. I also work with brands and companies where I go in and do workshops uh, for them. So I recently did one with like Nando's where I worked with their restaurant managers and Amazing. you know, English isn't their first language. So in this part of the region, things can be so like lost in translation and stuff like that. Yeah. So we work on those kind of things. I'm not doing one-to-ones yet. I have had like people come in and, and ask for them, but maybe I should. I think you should. You've given yeah. me so much advice already. Yeah. Maybe I can be your client. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe you can be my guinea pig. Yeah, yeah we'll I try love it. that. We'll try I it. I love that. We'll put you on a stage. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but there's, there, there is an art to it. Mm. And I think if you invest in it, you just, as you said, like even from a young age, you set yourself up. Like, well, it's a skill for life. You're, you, you really don't is. know when you're going to need it. But it's mm. little things which I didn't even think of. Like, you might agree with this or mm. not, but I remember I just started my business and I had a huge sale call, like a big, big call. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting down doing it. My partner said, stand up and take the call. And I was like, I'm not like walking around. And he said, you'll come across more confident. Yes. They couldn't see me, mm-hmm. but they were like, if you stand up yeah. and you talk when you're standing up, mm-hmm. you're more confident than just sitting down. Absolutely. And I was like, I don't know if that's actually true. No, but it's I, true. I was pacing. I was like this. It's 100% true because... steps in. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the body no, language... The, the body language is so important. Like how, how we just spoke about a, a shy, timid person coming onto the stage. You can see it instantly. And so like the shoulders back, the chin up, even the way, especially for ladies, like your legs are sometimes crossed when you're standing or like leaning on one hip. Like we tend to do that. Yes, I'm doing it now. Yeah. And I keep on, I'm like, stop doing that. You know, these things make such a difference, not just on how people receive you, but on how you receive yourself. And if you're able to master the body language side of it and the nonverbal communication side of it, oh my gosh, honestly, you're like, I keep saying this over and over again, but. Your voice is your greatest asset. And if you're able to master it, there is literally nothing you can't do. I'm in awe of you. When you're talking, I'm like, yes, so true. <laughs> You've got a really, really good persona and like, um, you know, you can hold a room. You can hold, Aww, yeah, your energy's thank good. Thank you. <laughs> I read an amazing quote 
about a month ago and it was an American entrepreneur. I didn't know much about him, but he just popped up on my Instagram and he said, mm. the first five words out of your mouth tells everyone who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's so true, isn't it's it? It's so true. Obviously, first impression is everything in this world and people are so quick to judge you. And you know, one technique I really love to use is just humor. Like no matter what kind of brand I'm working with, the other day I was working with MasterCard and it was a room full of corporates. And you really want to bring the energy up because otherwise it gets a bit dull. And so (laughs) you get on stage and you crack a joke or you say something that instantly makes you relate to them. And they instantly feel at ease. Like they receive you so, so much better. And it is that instant connection that they actually say the first 11 seconds of someone encountering you is what they will base their judgment on of you. So true. So there's that pressure, isn't there, for the, to like get in everything in the first 11 seconds. <laughs> but it's a tough one. And I feel like people need to be a lot more conscious of it when, when they're connecting with people. Absolutely. Now, with you wearing so many hats, mm. you know, you're a TV presenter, you're growing your business, yep. interviewing all these celebrities mm-hmm. um, and many other things. What's your favorite thing to do? On your day off, if you even get a day off in Dubai, what do you, what do you, where would we see Nimi? Oh yeah. my gosh. Girls, I wish I had something glamorous and fun to say. So far. But yeah, literally. I, but I don't want to give that boring answer. So, what do I love to do? I love to exercise. Like for me, activity is so important. So, first thing in the morning, whether it's a walk with the dog or whether it's going on a hike in Fajera, whether it's playing tennis or paddle, I really like to just be active because it just sets me up. I need to, I realized socialize a bit more <laughs> because I'm just work 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 I'm going through the same journey of yeah you. how how do you do it tell me I literally started to just say yes to things mm. and started to think about people I haven't seen in a while and I'm like do you know what I really need to check in with him or her yeah and make more of an effort we were saying yesterday life's to be lived mm. yeah rather than we always focus on work and yeah and um yeah, taking a moment, isn't it? And just thinking, surround yourself and do things that you also enjoy. Yeah. But when you enjoy work, it's that's, hard to that's stop where it's it. Tough. Yeah, that's where it's tough. It's like, we're so lucky that we get to do what we love. We don't have any like boundaries with it. And I realized, I think it was like last week, I woke up one morning and I like turned to my husband. I was like, I feel like I'm neglecting you. Like, I feel like oh, I'm not there for feeling. you. It's that guilt. Yeah. It, it's that guilt. And that's I don't awful. even have kids or anything. So when people talk about mum guilt, I'm like, I feel that with my dog. Yeah, I do it. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. always that one that leads to leave the party. You've got to go Milo's by himself. Yeah. Thinking, I just want to be with him. My dog's Milo too. Oh. What, what dog do you have? Um, he's like a golden retriever slash chow. He looks like a big Andrix puppy. Yeah. Oh my God, I love big, that. Big, slobbery and hairy. Literally the three things Adorable. I did not want in a dog. <laughs> and you got it. And you got it. I've got a shit so he's like super low maintenance it's amazing um but yeah those kind of things like i do feel guilty that i'm like neglecting the people in my life like girls you should see my whatsapp i have like a hundred plus messages unread and it's just i do it in the car or in a dog walk or the voice notes (laughs) and it's so bad because we need to make sure we set that time aside to communicate with the people because it's not like it's not sometimes about us. It's about what they need from us, just like you said. Yeah. And you get that guilt if you miss something or if you drop the ball and you're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. But I just didn't realise that was happening. I know. Um, but I find with Dubai, as much as I love this city, mm. it is so fast paced. It is. Like everyone's always on the go mm. and we don't realise how sociable it is. Yeah. So sometimes you can get a bit burnout yeah there's two extremes right because when people move over to Dubai they think we all live this like crazy lifestyle like that they see on on TV and on these movies and stuff it's like 
we're just regular people (laughs) yeah I feel like you do at the beginning like you kind of go out and you're doing you're saying yes to everything going to all the restaurants and then you kind of get to the part in your Dubai life don't you I think after Covid that's when it happened for me where you just chill out and you think, yeah. I don't even know what's going on on a Tuesday night anymore. Yeah. I don't even know where things are, what's open. Yeah, don't need to. <laughs> no, I don't get even... asked all the time, like, where's a good place to go out? Yeah. I'm like, China Grill, is that still the is that still a thing? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, exactly. But I just feel like, like, I feel like there's a shift in Dubai recently of just like, more creative people like us coming together and like actually absolutely the community's amazing and I love that I don't feel like it used to be as progressive as this and now like even us just sitting here and having this conversation is so amazing so like I just want to say like I really love and appreciate and I'm so grateful for people who like go out of their way beyond to create something like this like a podcast like you guys have created Thank because you. I like champion you guys so much so congrats on I everything love that. Oh, I love that congratulations mm-hmm. to all your success thank you You're absolutely killing it thank what's you. next for you yeah what is next you know I want to keep building speaker the absolute dream would be to work with the Ministry of Education to like implement public speaking within a school curriculum you heard it here first I yeah. feel like it's going to happen there you go I hope so I really hope so because that would be amazing and I think it's like I'm more like in legacy mode now I think the presenting side is amazing and I love it and it will never stop but it's not my main focus because I shifted after I left the radio I was like Nimi what do you want to actually leave behind like what do you actually want to create and if I'm to have children one day what do I want them to learn from me and so this wanting to pass on a skill that I have learned my whole life and self-taught I hope that one day I'm able to even if I just help one life to do that that's my next, I think. Amazing. Yeah. Aww. Amazing. Uh, one um, question we ask all our guests mm-hmm. is, what advice would you have given to your younger self? <gasps> Guys, you'll make me cry. Oh. Just because... Oh, I love making people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yes, yeah, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> I cracked her. Get the tissues. Yeah. Get the tissues. <laughs> or don't, because you we want the dramatic yeah. tearful. Yeah, we want to zoom in on the tissues. Yeah, yeah. Um, my gosh. I actually did this, like, hypnosis therapy thing, like regression therapy the other day and she actually made me have a conversation with my younger (gasps) self and it was like you visualize your younger self and you're sitting on your childhood bed and you're actually like picking her up yeah and you pick her up and you take her out of the house and you hold her hand and she said bring her into your life now show her your home right now show her the tv studio show her how far you've come and I was sobbing girls because I was like that is an exercise I wish all of us did I want to do that That yeah just sit there and visualize like who you were when you were younger and all these fears and all these childhood traumas or whatever that you had going on and going up to her and visually seeing her and holding her is exactly what some of us need and you know you always think you need that hug from someone else but actually I needed it from me and so I would say to her there's going to be a lot of obstacles coming your way and you're going to have moments where you doubt humanity and you doubt people. But because of the faith that you gather in yourself and the confidence that you have shown to yourself, you will start to gain confidence in other people again and have faith in humanity again. And um, yeah, you're going you're gonna to do great, kid. That's what I'd say. Beautiful. Oh, I love yeah. that. And yeah. move to Dubai because it really worked for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, don't like friction with the move. Like definitely go to the <laughs> UAE because it. it's the best place in the world. Yeah. Oh, I love say, that. Come to, yeah. come to Dubai, Habibi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like come to Dubai. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Nimi. How do people 
yeah follow you on your socials yeah. and find out about speaker yeah um so as my mum would say the nimi meta on instagram uh follow me uh speaker by nimi meta on instagram it's also speaker by nimi meta.com on a website and you can find out more i share loads of like communication tips and things that can help in your everyday life so yeah incredible thank you and uh, we will obviously tag you in all of our socials so our listeners can hear Mm -hmm. and if you're listening and you don't follow us on instagram we are the underscore pod xb and you can also watch this on youtube Uh, you can type in the people of dubai and watch us thank you girls thank you so much for your time thank you so much for having me thank you stay tuned yay